and welcome to Talking Baseball. The trade deadline's happening and things are going so crazy. And if we don't talk about some of these trades now, we'll never talk about them because more are coming. Let's talk baseball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much. And it's an impromptu episode because we have a lot of trades to talk about brought to you by DraftKings. I am excited. So much is happening. Thanks for joining us. My name's Jimmy. His name's Jake. Trevor's joining us. Impromptu setup for him. Back from Cabo. Jake's back from Key West. BBD in the corner. Here's the deal, guys. Tomorrow we have the regularly scheduled series recap episode. We were like, no one's going to give a fuck about the results on the field if we don't talk about all these trades that have already happened, and more trades are going to happen. So today we have a list of all the trades that have already happened, and we're going to share them with you, share some of our thoughts on it, uh, get it out of the way, um, and and then there's going to be more. Then we'll do the series recap tomorrow morning, and then we'll be live again at like 4.30 right after the deadline to go over all the trades that happened post this show. Trev, how you doing? James, Jacob, Big Big Dong, I'm so happy we're doing this episode. So many things have happened. I'm so happy for you guys on a personal level. But baseball's hot in the streets. In fact, the sports world right now is hot in the streets. I don't know if you guys saw what's happening with the Lakers, too. Yeah. But everything's hot right now, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Well, cool. Let's just only talk baseball, Trevor. The name of the show is Talking Baseball. I would never bring up another sport. But, I mean, we just got to roll it Uh Poppy Gordo is, is fresh off the plane, just been ripping it since we're back. Couple Yanks trades. Every team is trading. The Mariners are back in it. Diego Castillo just had, we have so much to talk about. We had to get on the mics because we're built entirely different. Let's go. 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 Uh, yeah, so uh, no sponsors for this episode because it's an impromptu episode. So that means uh, you guys have to we'll go uh, leave a comment, like the video, Double subscribe close. to the channel, or leave a review on the iTunes podcast if you, if you find yourself here. Just uh, check out some other shows we've got on the network. Yeah. You help yeah. us. Add. The whole ad is, is everything that, else. Is that, is that capsule that you sh- we shared on Slack open to the public? Should we just like sh- like send people there? All the new merch? They'll find it. They'll find it. We're doing like a – we did a soft launch with it. Okay. Soft it. launch. Yeah. Go find it. You'll go, go find it. We, got, we got some swag on the site. Go check just, it out. All right, guys. So I know there's a lot of exciting things like currently breaking, but we are going to go back a couple days, uh, put some like 10 minutes on the clock per team or per move, talk about it a little bit. I know Trev has a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. Do you guys want to start with Oakland? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oakland has made two moves. The first move, they got Andrew Chafin, who's basically a rental, um, a relief pitcher. He was with the Cubs, and uh, they gave their number nine and number 12 prospect, an outfielder and a right-hand pitcher, Greg Dykeman and Daniel Palencia, to the Cubs. So the Cubs get two prospects, not high-end, but this is like a, a rental. He does have an option, but they don't have to pick it up. It's, it's, it's a really cheap buyout for the A's and they're most likely going to buy him out. It's an 800 grand buyout if they don't pick up his option. So the first move the Oakland A's made is they get Andrew Chafin, um, whose name is very similar to a guy we know, and he's very funny uh, looking and he's going to be relief help. 
They also, the big move, a guy that was on the board and everyone was excited to where he was going, and I don't think the A's were on the list at all, is Starlin Marte. He is also another rental. Now, the A's love rentals. We know that. They've done this in the past. They don't like free agents, and they don't like long contracts, but they like rentals. Miami gets Jesus Lazardo back, who is a high-end prospect. He was getting some Cy Young rub in 2020, like sprinkle on him to win the Cy Young. Uh, the Miami's going to have four and a half years of control. Um, he's making the minimum right now. He's struggling. They, the Oakland, he struggled as a starter. Oakland put him in the bullpen this year. He struggled even worse out of the pen. I'm guessing Miami believes they can tap into the potential he once had, and they have a hell of a young staff in Miami. Jake, I'll kick it to you. Oakland's two moves. Chafin, Marte, what do you got? Chafin, I mean, this is a move that any contender is making around the deadline. I mean, lefty reliever, a solid MLB career. He's going to have a fun mustache. I mean, he he's felt like an Oakland A even when he, when he was in Oakland A. And the Cubs get a couple flyers. Uh, Dykeman, Diekman, he's 26. He's, he's kind of struggled in the minor leagues. Um, but he's actually put it together this year. But it's in Las Vegas, which is traditionally a hitter's. Park, so I don't know. You're taking a couple flyers. Let's let's be honest. And uh, Oakland gets another arm in the bullpen. Starling Marte, man, uh, I had talked myself into him big time. Uh, look at some of his numbers and compare center fielders to center fielders. Although I think he's going to be playing a little left because they have Loriano. Either way, his numbers travel. Um, he's been a really solid ball player for a long time, and I uh, honestly jealousy kicked in uh, for for my Yanks and for any other team. Because uh, the price tag you had to pay for a center fielder of his caliber, um, well, Jesus Lazardo is the price tag, and I don't think other teams were going to do that. So interesting from the Oakland perspective, because this is a guy they loved. Um, obviously, they had him in the bullpen, and he was truly struggling there. So I think it's, uh, you know, Oakland, for whatever reason, they pulled the plug. Who knows what was happening behind the scenes? And if you're the... If you're the Marlins, I mean, this is your dream return for Marte. I, our guy Foolish Bailey had a good tweet that was like, man, the, the Marlins got a better year for two months of Starlin Marte than the D-backs did for a year and a half. So uh, Kim Ang getting a ton of love, and, man, they are going to have a ton of young arm options going into next year. And the Marlins, if a couple guys click next year, we're going to be talking, talking about them. So uh, I love it for them. Oakland, if you're a fan of theirs, you got to be happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it this morning about Lazardo. Like he need he needed a change of scenery. He's one of those classic guys. Uh, once a top ten prospect in all of baseball, and it just like the A's couldn't figure out the puzzle. I guess they couldn't figure out how to develop them. Um, they have been able to find pitchers and develop them before, but. Honestly, someone actually kind of corrected me on Twitter this morning. They're like, the Marlins might be the best at developing pitchers right now if you look at who, what they've done in recent years. Now, obviously, there's other teams that have track records, but the Marlins sure, surely know what they're doing. And I think they think, like you said earlier, Jake, they can, they can solve the puzzle and have a high, a high, another high-end starter uh, to go along with their already like stellar young rotation. So, I, I mean, I dig the move for them a lot. Yeah, I like Chafin. I know he's a rental. But he's a, and he's a lefty, Jake. But he the Cubs used him just as their eighth inning guy. He faced as many righties as lefties, and his splits were the same against both of them. He's a guy who changed his picks pitch mix. He went to the two seamer, the sinker instead of the four seam, and he's found a lot of success. And I think he has like a vlog. 
and Cubs fans were like really endeared to him because he's funny and and a fun loving guy. So A's fans should love that. Like you said, Jake, he looks like he was born in an Oakland A's uniform. He's pitched there the last twenty seasons, but we all just we've <laughs> called him a different name every time. Yeah, and it's cool for him. I just want to shout out um, to be like wanted, like to like he's had an up and down career and stuff, and to go uh, like a team like sought him out, gave some prospects for him. That's got to be a cool feeling. So he's, boom. he's trying to find a boat to live on. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys saw that. And like he Sausalito? Someone, he's like, I need to live on a boat, preferably one that I can also take out fishing. So the guy's, like you said, he fits right in in Oakland. Him and uh, Swervin Irvin. Him and Swervin <laughs> Irvin. And you know what, Marte? He's one of those baseball reference pages we talk about a lot. Like, go there and you're like, oh, okay, Starlin. There's so. Yeah. Hitting good, good, good for good for the yeah, good for Oakland. I think he is he gonna play right or left. I think Canna maybe in left, Loriano, then him in right, taking over for Piscotti. I think got some options, I think, and either way, they're good ones. Which and man, you know, there's a lot of prospect huggers out there. Uh, if you had told Oakland A's fans this year or two years ago that they you'd be trading baby Jesus for a rental, holy smokes, and that's uh, that's baseball. Hey, Marte, 407 OBP. Whoops. That's crazy. That's pretty nuts. He hasn't showed up yet. Chafin pitched uh, one game in Oakland. Marte hasn't yet, right? I'm going to the game tonight. So. We'll see if Maybe he's there. Maybe tonight. He's got a three war in 63 games this year. Like when, yeah. when Starling Marte balls out, he balls out. Starling Marte is in the A's starting lineup tonight, batting second, playing center field. Batting Loriano is in right field. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. I was interested where they were going to put him in the lineup. I know they were trying Andrew sets uh, in the two-hole, and then they bumped him back, and the two-hole for them has kind of been a lot of guys. They've had 10 different guys in the two-hole, so hopefully start Marte sticks. Um, Yeah, the Chafin one, I don't know the return for the Cubs, so I can't sit here and say I love the return, but it was a rental anyway, so the fact that you can get two players and maybe one of them, um, I like that. And then, like you guys are saying, Lazardo is still crazy guy talent. So I think that's a good trade for but all sides. The A's have an already like really good bullpen. This is just another piece for them. Like that's just what they do. Just acquire arms. Yep. Speaking of acquiring arms, mm-hmm. let's move on to the Houston Astros, also an AOS team. They made the trade with Seattle while playing Seattle. For Kendall Graveman, a rental, um, he's owed 450 k the rest of the season. So a cheap, cheap, cheap rental. Um, back-end reliever having a good year. Also, Rafael Montero um, for this season and next. Uh, they sent Abraham Toro to Seattle. Seattle. Toro has homered in four straight games. I don't know if he homered today, but it was like two for the Astros and then two for the Mariners right after. Um, one with the help of ex-teammate. Also, Joe Smith, a rental, goes to Seattle. Houston also got Yimmy Garcia uh, from Miami and sent two prospects, Brian De La Cruz and Austin Pruitt, their way. Did Houston get a third as well? Am I blanking? I thought they might have got another one. Um, What, Yimmy Garcia? I know Graveman, Garcia. And Montero. And Montero. Montero. Yeah, 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 okay. What do you got on this, Jake? Man, this was wild, right? Uh, we've kind of been saying on Talking Baseball, the Mariners were in a weird spot. Like, this wasn't supposed to be the year. They got, you know, Houston is a force, and uh, A's are ahead of them. 
we said, like, the one thing you shouldn't do is piss off that locker room. And what do you do? You trade two of your better relievers to the big bad wolf in Houston. And we heard the locker room was pissed off and blah, blah, blah. And then the ripple effect of that, uh, a lot of beat reporters were coming back. They're like, Abraham Toro has been a lot of analytics people's, like, pick to click the past couple years. Hard to get playing time in Houston. Uh, so, hey, this stings right now in Seattle. We might have to follow this up, but they just got Diego Castillo, so they're they're moving chess pieces a little bit, and and maybe that can quench things a little bit. But what a gut punch initially for Seattle, just on the concept. Like take the players out of it, and you're like, what? We're helping those dudes? But I I don't know. I mean, man, if Abraham Toro ends up being a part of their next four years, which he should. Then I think if you're a Mariners fan, you're going to look back and say that did sting, but it was worth it. And if you're Houston, I, I mean, you got to love it. You're accruing arms. You're going to need them. And Grayman's been nasty this year, so good for them. Diego Castillo has, I mean, they have Diego Castillo now for three years after this year, and he's cheap as well. Um, he can be wild at times, but he's also got a two seven two ERA. So I wonder if. Diego Castillo moved by the Mariners was in response to the clubhouse and locker room and being like, what the fuck? But do Mariners fans, I'm, I'm asking, I mean, would you have, like you have Castillo now who can be a back-end reliever and has been for the Rays and is nasty, yeah. and you have Toro because Seager's leaving. They said that basically. So, I mean, in the end, are you kind of like, all right, this, is, this helps us out a little bit because Graveman was leaving. I don't know. Awesome. Oh, oh god! A, oh god! Not a trade. Terry Francona is uh, taking a leave of absence from Cleveland, so he's oh, just, wow. he's gone for the remainder of the season. I hope he's all right. Yeah. Yeah, me too. He's had yeah. health stuff in the past, so I hope it's not related to that. Legend. He's a stud. I love him. Love him. Yeah, I hope everything's good. Trev, what do you got on Oakland? Or I mean, on Seattle? And uh, let's do Seattle's side of it first. Yeah. It, it's it's so strange to me. Um, first of all, I love Houston. I, I, I want to say I love what Houston's done. They've addressed like basically any hole that they've had on that team. So good on them. But Seattle, I think, you know, Depoto said they need to see, wait and see the whole picture. So they went out, got Tyler Anderson. Now they got Diego Castillo to fill the, the Graveman deal. Then obviously the return for, for Graveman. So look, he's, he's thinking next year. He's thinking two years from now. Like, he knows this isn't his window, and he's been operating that way the entire time. Like, he's not going to acquire any rental pieces, obviously. He wants guys with control. Graven was going to be out of there at the end of the year. It definitely stings in the clubhouse, but he still has time to make up for it. Like, he he has he said, wait on it. So we waited on it. We just got the Castillo news. Like, the, I think the picture is becoming a little bit more clear. Seattle fans should not be looking like, are being ready to pack any bags going somewhere for playoff series. Cause I don't think they're trying to get there. Even with these moves, it's, this is, this is stacking their chips for next year or the year after. And they do deserve a little love for getting Castillo. I think if we were on the mics right now and that didn't just happen, which it yeah. just did, I think we'd be really tough on Seattle. And that is one of those funny orders of operation. If they had done the Castillo trade and then Graveman, would we have cared at all? Probably not. Honestly, yeah, so we would have been like, "What?" Like, I, I mean, especially before this season, and uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but Diego Castillo, when he's right, like that's that's as gross as it gets. That's as gross as it gets in the MLB. So, 
Yeah, man. I I think if you're a Mariners fan, obviously stung the past 48 hours or whatever. But A, you still got enough horses to go for whatever you're doing this year. And hey, you might be able to pencil in your starting second baseman for the next like four years if, if Toro's the dude. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the what are the Rays doing on the Diego Castillo? Who did they get back? He he's been saving games for them. He's been the closer. The Rays. They don't care. I know they don't care, but at what point do the Rays have to care? They've entered a sicko spot. Fairbanks just went to the IL. Anderson's been out all year. They just traded Castillo. Those were their three horsemen last year. They <laughs> traded for Nelson Cruz. They're like, they might be at a point where they're looking at the White Sox, Boston, um, and Houston, and saying like. Maybe it's not us, so let's see how weird we can get in the bullpen. Because they just traded for Nelson Cruz, like they're going for it. I don't. Yeah, no, they're. Yeah, it's it's just they have some other things happening. That's what's going on here for sure. They're so tight with the moves that they do. They think they're going to make their team better, well, like for this year. Too. I know, but at some point, like you just traded away a dude who's <laughs> been closing games for you. You traded away one of the only dudes who's been consistently starting games for you. Um, and going, you know, as, as a starter, you got Cruz. I, I, I get it, but, and, you know, I'm not counting the race out because I believe in their uh, ability to do this shit. But what, at some point, are they just bragging? Like, look, watch this. We're gonna- I think so. That's kind of what it feels like. They, who'd they get in return for Diego? I mean, he's got four, three years after this. It had to Do be we know something. Yet, uh, I know JT Chargois, who I think we saw a couple oh, weeks Shags. ago. Mm. I know him. He throws 100 miles an hour. And, um, okay, so he'll be lights out for the race. And the thir- third Probably. baseman, who was the Mariners' number 17 prospect, last name Shenton. Hall of Famer. Probably probably switch hits, can play all the positions. But <laughs> he's, I'll, I'll, he's give you a, I'll give you a little, sh- I'll give you a little Chargois. Um, Kind of scouting report. I played with him in Minnesota. Throws the shit out of the ball. Went to the Dodgers. He needs a secondary pitch. But, you, I mean, the Rays will figure it out. Like, that that guy has a, a golden arm. He just needs to have someone uh, work with him a little bit. Figure, like, you know, iron some stuff out. So, I bet he's got more than three years of control. Or at least three years. 2026, earliest free agent. So, yeah, um, they'll unlock him. And he's actually having a really nice year. Uh, 31 games. Hey. 31 games for Seattle, three flat ERA, strikeout per inning. Um, He's hot, too. Oh, really? Hot guy, Ooh, yeah. okay, yeah. Like, he's got a little, he's got a, a bad boy look to him, Jake. I think you'd like him. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a development at the end there. Uh, all right, Houston, we, <laughs> we got to talk about the Houston side of all this as well. They, um, Yimmy Garcia is a rental, and then Montero and Graveman. Graveman's been so good. I mean, Graveman has like a zero eight ERA, I think, this season. Um, I haven't, I don't know that much about what Yimmy's been doing. I love the name because that's what my coworker called me at Domino's. I mean, he was closing for the fish this year. So, I mean, a- anytime a guy in a bullpen, I-, I always call it like the bullpen ripple effect. If Graveman or Yimmy click, which they also both could, and Graveman's been stupid good this year. Then yeah, I mean you just added a high a high end leverage reliever, which every team's looking the, for. They addressed they addressed. I mean they didn't even really need to address this. I guess their bullpen hasn't been great, but there's no holes in this team now, not one bit. And who's to say they don't go to Kendall and say, hey, we'll give you two years, sixteen on top of what we're giving you this year. Stick around, buddy. 
Okay. You know, let's let's get, let's give a let's give a two week tryout. We like him. Throw some money at him. Keep him around. I mean, that, I love this team. You guys know I love this team. They're making great moves. Yeah, I mean, they needed relief help. We thought Kimbrel would go there. I guess tomorrow we'll be talking about yeah. where Kimbrel lands as the Cubs are really unfolding a lot right now. We got to talk about where Bryant lands tomorrow. I mean, sheesh, sheesh. Um. For for Mon for not Montero but for Yimmy like Austin Pruitt went I think they had just designated for assignment so soft soft tossing mm. Riley who can pitch I know Austin show yeah good for him go get an opportunity wait where did he go Miami. he went to Miami but the the Astros yeah. had DFA'd him so he must kind of just they needed I don't know yeah innings eater guy good organizational dip the the price. For a rental relief pitcher and today how they measure pitchers today unless you are Kimbrell or Chapman or one of those guys like it's not a big price tag BBD BBD laughing John Amon tweet um, mystery team has shown interest in Max Scherzer but this time I'll end the mystery it's the Angels stop it what <laughs> what why would you? No. Scherzer gets to pick. That's fake. <laughs> Trev, you said it before we started recording. Scherzer gets to pick where he goes. All right. He's can not I, going can to I go into Scherzer stuff? Like the things that I'm thinking right now? Because it gets pretty deep. Jim, thoughts? You ready to get deep? I, you, you guys weren't here last week. I know that you listened to it, uh, Jake. I don't know if you listened to what mine and Chris Rose's combo, Trev. I'd rather. Everybody mute John Heyman and never read a single tweet or put any stock into anything he says. Max Scherzer has full control over where he gets to go. And why the fuck would he go to the Angels? Every team's interested in adding him. Wait, I can maybe give a reason why. Trev. But I agree with your assessment of that uh, that Twitter handle. Max Scherzer, and this is this is all of my tin foil cap type thinking, but he has full control, right? He said he loves Washington. He wants to keep playing. His kids were born there. They're established in the DC area, right? What I mean, what's to say he's not telling them, line up all your offers for me. Mm. Let's pick out the best one together. I'll go there, try to win a championship, the second straight, or excuse me, another one, my second championship. And I'll do that for you if you guarantee me a contract in the offseason. Like, like, why not? Who's to say they don't even have like a handshake agreement in place already? He says, I'll come back to you. Get the best return you can. Let's run this shit back. Next the old, year. Uh, he can do Aroldis that. Chapman Glaber trade. Like, yeah. It was, it was almost talked about when they traded Chapman at that time. Like, I think Cashman said, like, we're going to try and have him back after he made the trade. He was like, there's a, don't you remember, like in 2016, I think Cashman said something like, y'all, Chapman, we'll, we'll, we're going to try our best to bring him back. So yeah, it could be. If he wants to sign back with the Nats two year deal and just stay in DC with his family, then. Yeah, he can keep his house in DC. He doesn't have to like get up and move wondering where he's going to be. And Rosie talked about that, like three kids. I think they're all under the age of five or something like that. That's, that's real life stuff. I can't fully comment on that. Trev, you might be our better source here right now for that, but um, yeah, it's like a family decision and stuff. It's awesome though. It's it's literally 
Like he has every single bit of control you can have, which is awesome. And there's nothing. Is there like something illegal about that? Is that like collusion? Oh, I'm sure. I'm just I'm not saying this is actually happening, people. I just want to say, like, in my mind, like this. Well, I, I say if it's not happening, it should. If he if he wants to stay, in, if he wants to stay in D.C., like you can't really stop that. But he's going to the no. Angels, so that's good. And I think uh, <laughs> it's been a West Coast show so far in Seattle. There's one other trade we have to check off the box. Tyler Anderson. That whole yep. mini debacle looked like he was going to Philly. He's now going to Seattle for Carter Bins. Jim, I'll let you give the scouting report on him. And Joaquin Tejada. Joaquin Tejada? Yeah. Unranked yeah. prospect. It's a, it's, a show, it's a show name. It's a show 100%. name. 100%. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, like, really good actor? Like, yeah. 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 He's a good answer. That kind of came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, he kind. He just like started to be like really good at acting. Joaquin? No, he started off pretty hot. I mean, you know, come runs in the family. Kind of went yeah, like you're right. signs happened, and you're like, all right, this is cool, and I like him. And then Gladiator. I think he went. Gladiator was Gladiator after signs. Really before good, yeah. signs. But that's, he was, that's still like kind of like a supporting role. Like, no, but but he role. was so hated in Gladiator. Yeah, like he was good. you legitimately uh, hate his when guts. You hate a and that means yeah. the actor's really good. I used to do. God, he was so good. I used to do circles around Joffrey, like I hate that kid. He's probably a dumb, stupid child actor. And then I'm like, no, his goal was to make me hate him, and that yeah. was incredible. Yeah. The problem is Joffrey's going to be typecast, and and Joaquin figured out a way not to have that happen to him. Gladiator was before Signs. Then Buffalo Soldiers is a movie that's gone the bad. Yeah. Ladder Forty Nine and Walk the Line, back to back. Great, great performances yeah. by Joaquin. Okay. Um, who did you ask for the scouting report on? Uh, Carter Bins, the 29th ranked catcher in the Seattle organization. How do you spell Carter? I think you got it. Vince? Wow. Aaron? Carter Bins. That's such a basic name. Yeah. B I N S is the last name. Mr. Bins? Mr. Bins. He's mm. from Fresno State, mm. so he's trying to follow the footprints of. Um, Aaron Judge, obviously. And yep. hold up. Yeah, not hitting for power in double A at all right now. Slugging 156. Tyler Anderson, good return for the Mariners. Um I looked at his game logs. Like he's got like a four three or something, but he has two really poor starts. Yeah, don't look at the rest- reliever ERA. I might make a t shirt that he's says starting pitcher. Uh, no, he was oh, starting. Yes, 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 so yes, he's yes, gone. Yes, he's yes. actually gone. And C. Rosie said this this morning. He's gone five innings in every yeah. single start this year. Was, and then two two outings. I think he gave up like a ten run spot and then like a six run spot or something like that. I was confusing him with our dude Clay Holmes. Jim, also you would, Pirates. Lefty. You would love his game Righty. log. I would. He has. Yeah. He's given them a chance. In oh, I did this with sixteen of eighteen starts. I did this with yeah. Zach or BBD. Or someone I went, or maybe it was, you know, who I did this with. I did this with uh, Shiraco, mm, producer Robbie. of the Chris Rose, because yeah, he hasn't. He's completed the fifth inning in every single start, Tyler Anderson, which is of huge value. Your favorite? What's well, just it's your favorite thing in the world? He's never gonna beat up the bullpen. I mean, and he's gone six a lot. He's, he's gone eight one. So yeah, I did, I did this. I with agree him. with you. I, I did. I butter knife these with Rob. And he's better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Hey, arms race. Seattle, this, this one is a little interesting because this is pure rental, right? So, I mean, 
I guess you're not you. You didn't give up much at all, which is surprising because a couple teams were in on Tyler Anderson. So I don't. This one's a little bit of a weird fit. Strange, strange. Well, I mean, he was going to Philly, and then the physical went south, right? On a prospect, on a, on a Philly, prospect. Guys. So then, then Pittsburgh must have just went to Seattle and been like, "Hey, everyone's mad at you for trading Graveman. You want Anderson? We like Carter Bins." Yeah, and, and they must have said. Okay. And that's how it happened. I get yeah. I guess that's the surprising part. For that price tag and to go to Seattle, every team we've talked about could use Tyler Anderson. Yes. How many lefties does Seattle have now? Enough to party. Are, they have like four starting pitchers that are lefties. Yeah, you say Sheffield's on the IL, but Marco Gonzalez, you say Hey, and Tyler Sheffield Anderson. was the other one. Flexen and Logan Gilbert. That's, They're righties. That is a uh, that's that's a weird video game rotation. Yeah. All right. Let's move on past that. <laughs> let's go to this is uh, a team that made just one trade. We think there's more coming. The Milwaukee, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee mm. Brewers pick up Eduardo Escobar. He's a true rental. And uh, in return, they trade Cooper Hummel, an unranked prospect, and infielder Alberto Ciprian, another unranked, very young, lotto pick-type prospect is what I have here on my notes, to Arizona. So I guess Eduardo Escobar wasn't getting a ton of suitors. <laughs> True rental, but like that's like a not that much of a return. I think there's just a lot of people available right now. And if you wait, I think if they maybe waited longer, I don't, I don't know how this is all going to shake out for them because I do believe they're in on some other bigger names. But I think, I mean, Escobar is a great fit for them. Like, I, I mean, switch it in guy, can play him any infield position. You know they kind of value that. And he just could just fit right into third base there. I mean, he, uh, so. yeah. He fits in with the clubhouse and the environment in Milwaukee. Yeah. He has a 107 OPS plus, so he's been yep. uh, above average hitter. But if you looked at the slash line, you wouldn't really think it because it's a 246 batting average, 300 flat OBP, and 478 slugging. So, like, by the skin of his chinny-chin-chin, chin, he's above average. Yeah, he's 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 got 20 homers. He's never been able to get on base at, like, an extreme clip. He's probably, like, a 320 guy over his career or something like that, maybe even lower. But I think I think they're just looking at a piece that's going to make them better. It didn't cost a lot while they're still trying to go after some of these bigger fish. Like, I have it on good authority. They were in on Joey Gallo. So, like, they're going, they're going after people. Yeah. Uh, from the Brewers, it makes sense. I mean, it's yeah. because you didn't give any – you gave up two unranked prospects and one, according to the notes we have, was like as lottery as it gets. So, why not? I love it. Uh, obviously, for my snakes, uh, R.I.P. Eddie, it was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Eddie Escobar, I, I always say, is one of my favorite players to watch. I call him 5 to a light. Um, go look at his 2019 where, hey, there might have been a little juice juice in the ball. 35 homers, 831 OPS. This year, he got 22 homers in 98 games. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's no joke. Like, yeah, some of the others are a little light, but when you're talking about a guy that can play third base, second base, I think you're right. Like, in Milwaukee, that just finds a way. Like, he will find a way. And how little that team's been hitting. And I think the other part of this move, which might be nice, and Trev, you're saying your little birdies are telling you Milwaukee still might be looking to make the big move. This can be a little chess. 
Like, they can get Eddie Escobar. They gave up prospects. They don't really care about, if we're being honest. I, I think the one guy has some really good on-base stuff going in the minors. Good for you, kid. Um, but, you know, Milwaukee, if they're trying to be in on a Trevor story, if they're trying to be in on a Chris Bryant, they can turn around and say, like, hey, you know, here's what we're offering. We got Eddie Escobar. We believe in him. We're still looking to upgrade a little bit, but if, if you – if you're asking for too much, we're not going to pay it because we got a guy. So I like it, man. If, dude, if you look at Eduardo Escobar's numbers compared to what a lot of the Brewers are doing this year, he, he'd be one of their best hitters this season. And I, yeah, he's an I'm interested to see where it all sorts out defensively for the Brew crew. Because Escobar can – it seems like they're just full of second, short, and third basemen. I think he's going to play third base, and Urias has kind of been filling in there, and he can be one of the – he'll be the guy that probably moves around and gives – everybody else a break. He can give Adamas a break, he can give Wong a break, and he can give Eski a break. Who's gonna be that's what it seems who's like. gonna be playing first eventually? I mean right now Tellez has been filling in Telez. Tellez? Well they're they're trying yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Rowdy Rakin as a brewer. Is he? Yeah. He was O for his first like twenty and then he had a good series. Fourteen games, three homers, a one dot one, oh six OPS. Okay. So got him off because not like defense. Got him off the bargain bin. So yeah, he had like Willie. He had he had that's funny. Rowdy had two hits in his first nine games, uh, for the Brew Crew, but in his in his last six in his last six he's got nine hits. Actually, never mind. Take that back. I don't think he can play first base. Don't put Eddie at the one. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of small. So you think the Brewers got more moves coming, Trev? I think what Jake said is accurate. They have a move now. They've upgraded offensively. Uh, I do think they're like very – they're going after guys. I think they realize what they have, Jim. I think like you know they see this rotation in the back end of the bullpen. They know if they get into a playoff series, they just need guys that can get on base and they can and just hit a little bit. Like they have the rotation and the staff to get it done. And we just – I don't know. I, I mean I do know they're in on guys – It'll be interesting to see if they value their guys enough or, or not enough. And I uh, I know we're not a huge prospect show. Cooper Hummel, uh, my snakes, uh, career minor league, 389 on base, 805 OPS from the catcher spot. So he's 26. You know, hey, maybe he's one of those guys that kind of got caught up in a weird time last year with the COVID season and probably – you know, if he was doing what he's doing this year, he's got a 942 OPS at AAA. You know, what, what would we be talking about him if he had a big last year when he was 25? I don't know, but it's a flyer. Go Snakes. They, they like him. They like yeah. him. They do. 435 on base this year at AAA. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. What's next on our list here? Next on the table. We can go to I think it's the Yanks. Well, let's go to the White Sox because the Yanks are got so much going on. The White Sox is a little tidier right now. Oh, that's a whole other page here. I didn't even see it. Okay. Mm. White Sox or Yanks are a little more fluid. Yeah. Mm. The White Sox, um, to be honest, both of these, one of them happened today and the other one I don't know when it's happened. So I will lean on you guys for a lot of this because I not familiar with anyone here. White Sox got Cesar Hernandez. Um, he's got a $6 million club option for next year uh, from Cleveland for Connor Pilkington. What a name. Mm. They also got Ryan Tapera as a rental. Is that how you say it? Tapera? Yeah. He's a rental um, for Bailey Horn. 
Mm. What do you got on this, Jake? Tell me what to think. I love me some Bailey Horn. Um, mm. Hey, Tapera has had a really solid MLB career at this point. Uh, he's only got one year that jumps out, and you're kind of like, eh, there's a little bit of a stinker in Toronto, but he was solid for the Cubs. He became a little bit of a joke because a, a rider accidentally gave him an MVP vote, um, which was just a total accident because he's a relief pitcher. Uh, but, man, he's got a 2.91 ERA this year, 43 innings, um, more than a strikeout per inning. Hey, he's going to be a body for the White Sox, which we already like a lot of their t- the talent in their pen, but it gives them another option. Uh, comes cross town, so he probably doesn't have to move and stuff, so that's pretty nice. And nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I You know, it's a prospect arm. Who knows if he's got It's kind of funny going. because people in Chicago, I'm sure, were freaking out. I mean, cross town trade, if – the White Sox were going to snag like a Rizzo or a Bryant or someone like that. That would have caused mayhem in the city. Then it becomes Ryan Tapera, who BBD, you need to check this. I think I might have homered off Ooh. him. He could be in the book. Oh, didn't know that's what you were going to ask. I will go look. The, uh, <sighs> the Cubs are in for a tough time right now. The Cubs fans, they, they got a World Series out of this crew. They were endeared. They were falling in love. And obviously we know the business side and we know why they're trading a lot of people. And we said on our... TPP, before the season started, that if the Cubs were sellers, it was going to be a fun deadline. And guess what? The Cubs are sellers, and it's a fun deadline. So um, they did trade to pair to the crosstown rival. I think that's not the biggest gripes on Cubs fans' minds. I think it's a lot of sadness and kind of weird emotions today. (laughs) They might have moved on on from to when the Rizzo news dropped. Yeah, and Bryant had, like, did you see the video of Bryant looking at Wrigley for, like, the last time? Mm-hmm. That's very sad. That is sad. Trev, I don't see any regular season plate appearances on baseball reference. Maybe it was in spring. In the bushes, maybe? I don't know, man. I just feel like I, maybe it's another guy. You know, maybe it's Tepish I'm thinking of. I'm sorry to par- Tepera. Oh, he, you, you, I saw in there. Let me go look at the numbers. Okay. All right. Anyway, Cesar Hernandez, uh, they also get him. I know Cesar. You know Cesar? Uh, a quality middle infield guy, like not going to – Lose you games with a bat, probably not going to win you games with a bat, uh, but he could play a, a nice second base. I love, mm. I love watching him play second base. When it was him and Frankie in Cleveland together, like they turned some nice shit. So obviously the White Sox need a, a guy at second base with Magical out. I think they can just rely on his defense. I think he's pretty good. Def- I mean, I think he's really good defensively. I mean, just with my eye test, I don't know what the metrics say, but playing with him, he's smooth. He can. He's good up there, and that's what you you need a solid middle infield. Love that you uh, you have homered off Tepish uh, Cesar Hernandez eighteen homers this year. Yeah, already that, had a career. Does he really? So that's the that's the surprise. Our guy Eno was tweeting about a little because Hernandez. Well, you're oh what you're saying, Trev. You know, slick fielding middle infielder, and he got on base the past five years. He was getting on base at a three fifty seven clip. This year, I think he's done some swing path stuff because he's not getting on base as much. But he got some pop, eighteen homers. Um, oh, and that was Eno's. That was the funny part of the tweet. Eno had his he. However, he chopped up his numbers. He had like on base Cesar Hernandez, power hitting Cesar Hernandez, and his win his uh, WRC plus for both was a hundred. <laughs> so either way, <laughs> how he was knifing it, he became a average MLB hitter. Yeah, the strikeout isn't even down. The, the hitting for average is way down on Hernandez, but the strikeouts aren't down. So it's just, I think you're, you're saying it's Power. a different swing path. Power. I think the bigger thing that I circled on this one was 
We talked a lot of big names for the White Sox, and this kind of took them out of some of the infielders. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next 18 hours. They're supposedly still looking in that story. Story and, you know, some of the big names the White Sox were supposed to be in on. Whit Merrifield we talked about. Um, So I don't know if this takes them out or not. Cesar Hernandez, uh, launch angle last year, 5.6 degrees on average. This year, 11.8, so exactly what you're saying. Makes a lot of he sense. He started trying yeah. to lift the ball more. Fully from Eno. <laughs> yeah, good Fully job. from an Eno <laughs> Good job, Eno. Um, yeah, I, that would, if this is all the White Sox do, it helps them, and they already have a great team, and they're getting Eloy back. Right. And I think... Uh, He's back. I, but Eloy I think, back. and I think, is Roberts on coming back? Lou Bob? Trev's Lou Bob? Lou Bob. Someone else is coming back for him. That yeah, he's got so much talent. I think Lou Bob's on the mend. I don't think he likes being called so that. Much he's got so, so much talent. So much talent. Who knows? He doesn't like being called Lou Bob. That's that's the the card industry, the hobby. That's the nickname there. I think I read he doesn't like being called it. Ooh. I'll never call him Lou Bob again then. Well, I don't know. Don't trust me. Yeah. What's his nickname? Isn't it like La Pantera or something? I like that too. Mm. Um, yeah, La Pantera. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Fine. Boom. Um Lou Bob sounds like, you know, he plays uh, center for the local Dallas high school football Lou team. Bob. Yeah. Lou Bob sounds a little too American for him, maybe. Lou Bob. Um, uh, so he said that he okay. prefers the nickname La Pantera, the Panther. Done. Boom. I'm only referring to him as La Pantera. Uh, Toronto got Brad Hand. Sure. What are they? What are they doing? I don't know. Chris Rose came on last episode and was like, "They should trade Simeon. They'd get a he did say they'd that. get a ton for him. Like White Sox, you want a second baseman? Go get Simeon." Um, but uh, for Blue Jays, it's a little hard because you know you want to retain the core. Obviously, you're not sellers. At all, at all, at all. But you do have some pieces. Like, Robbie Ray is also, like, if you think you're really not going to get the wild card this year uh, or be in the mix for, like, you know, uh, ALCS, you do have two pieces there that you could get a lot back for. That's what um, that's what uh, Chris Rose came on and said, and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. but Well, and Rosie's best point is th- this move is two weeks too late. Uh, the Blue Jays have been having bullpen struggles all year. Uh, you know, a lot of these GMs like to wait to the deadline to make the action happen, and he pointed to Willie Adamas and how huge that's been for, for Milwaukee. If Toronto had Brad Hand six weeks ago, which he may not have been available six weeks ago, but someone of his ilk, maybe that changes. Maybe you you flip two losses into wins or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it feels a little... Too little, too late, and he is a true rental. I mean, they're they're giving up their fifteenth uh, prospect, who's a catcher, and you know they they've got a couple catchers in the way there. So maybe they just said that's not going to hurt them. So let, let's get go, go get Brad Hand. I know we have a little bit of a distorted view of Brad Hand because we've uh, Dude, the Yankees. I, I the said, Yanks have knocked him around. It's just yeah, a fact. Yeah. I said that uh, the Yankees have a one, they, they have like a one dot seven. ERA against Brad Hand, so I have a very distorted view of him. I also don't like soft tossing relievers, but his other numbers are good. If you're if you're the Blue Jays, how can you go and sign George Springer, bring in Marcus Simeon, and then trade guys away? Like 
they sold those guys in the fact they're trying to win this year. Like, come play for us. We're trying to win this year. If you start to take away pieces now and sell these guys, it's going to be, it's going to, you're going to have a hard time convincing free agents that want to go somewhere to win, to come join you. You're going to have to pay more money. You already have to do that because you're in Toronto and taxes. So, I just, there's no way they can blow this thing up. They cannot trade Simeon. They can't do that. And that was, uh, the only other part uh, that you guys talked about on on the last talking baseball, uh, Chris Rose, he said like Toronto wouldn't be in on signing Simeon. I think they could be. I mean, Simeon's had a big year. You could ha- give him three pretty well paid years before you have to. Oh my gosh. Before you have to start paying Vladdy and Bo and those guys. So I I could see that happen if they got something. It'd be tempting. It'd be tempting. He's got a five war. He's going Four nuts. Nine? What the f- Marcus. George Springer better walk into the office and flip a table over if they trade Marcus Simeon. Springer dinger. Yeah. Um All right. Anything else? Let's Get a see. Get There's a bunch of other rumors, but I think that's most of the confirmed ones. So we will pivot to some of the Yankee stuff. Um mm. Trev. Uh, this might be awkward for the live audience, but I think when we for the Rizzo stuff, we have not talked about the Rizzo stuff on Talking Yanks yet. So this conversation will probably get clipped and also posted on that episode. So for that reason, hello and welcome to Talking Yanks slash Talking Baseball. We got Trevor Plouffe with us because we're doubling up an episode right now. It's like a crossover, and the Yankees have completed a trade for Anthony Rizzo. For two prospects, Alcantara and Vizcaino, is that the two? Uh, they're number 7 and 12 prospects, I think, ranked out. Uh, and the Cubs are picking up all of the salary for Rizzo, so this does not hurt the tax re- the tax at all, meaning there's still more moves that the Yankees will make. Trev, we haven't talked to you about the other moves, so we can do that uh, a little bit first. The Yankees... Um, Started by trading um, two prospects that were unranked, having really good seasons right now. So they trade, and we're most likely going to lose them in Rule Five anyway. Hoy Park and Diego Castillo, a different Diego Castillo from the race for Clay Holmes. We talked about Clay on here because we talked about he's the only other Clayton mm. in MLB. Um, they traded. They did that move because the next day they traded right-hand pitcher Luis Sessa, who has two years of control after this year, and Justin Wilson, who's a salary dump, to the Reds um, for a player to be named later. And then they traded for Joey Gallo and Joely Rodriguez. And now they have traded for Rizzo. So we've talked a lot about the Gallo move already, Trev, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. It's four prospects. For Joey Gallo, they have him for this year and next year, all of next year. And then uh, Joely Rodriguez, who has been their eighth-inning guy in Texas. He's a lefty, and he has an option for next year, but they're most likely not going to pick it up. What do you got on all this, Trev? I think it's awesome. I think Cashman has answered a lot of the questions that I hear on Yankees Twitter. We need to get left-handed bats. Uh, we got high OBP guys coming over, which people need to like realize that's a very good thing. Set the tables because this still is a home run oriented team. But when you guys have guys getting on base, it's it makes all of that so much better. So I'm excited. The whole money thing is 
pretty surreal. They're able, they were able to pull all that off while keeping kind of like their main guys intact. Having, I mean, so Cashman, like you kind of have to say, like kudos to you and what you've done. I, I love both these moves. It is crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy that Hal Steinbrenner is is telling him you have to stay under the two hundred and ten luxury tax. Um, and before everyone cries that the Yankees are poor, your team spends less money unless you're a Dodgers fan. Um, <laughs> 28 other teams spend less on their team than the Yankees. So it's so funny when other teams are like, the poor Yankees. It's like they're spending more money than every team besides the Dodgers, and they're going to spend, they're going to go over the tax next year while your team won't. So shut up. Um, but okay. it's so annoying. So annoying, Trev. They spend more than 28 other teams, and, like, it's just like a how's the weather of baseball fans. Oh, Yankees crying poor. It's like they don't want to get taxed 50, 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah, it is it is still self-imposed. I, I get what you're saying. They do spend more. I think they should. Whatever. The Yankees as can't as afford they, it. Yankee fans should bank. be mad. Other teams shouldn't be making fun of the Yankees, though, because yeah. other teams don't come near the threshold. Yeah. So, anyway, but it is crazy that Hal's saying we're staying under – the fans are saying, this is such a shit roster you've put together. You have a ton of righty DHs. So what does Cashman do? He goes and gets two lefty bats gold that are gold glovers. <laughs> so you fix the left side of the infield. You fix the defense a little bit. You get the OBP guys. And you get the other teams to pay for it because Hal's demanding you stay under the tax. So it is a really good dance that Cash is doing. He's getting rid of a lot of prospects. A lot of these prospects, we talked about it on Talking Yanks a couple days ago, that the farm system was having a better summer than anyone mm-hmm. imagined, and so many Yankees prospects just boosted their value like crazy in the last three months. So Cashman acted on it as fast as possible, uh, and they're not done. Uh, the rumors are void for uh, a pitcher soon. Could be Barrios. It could be, I don't know, but... But uh, yeah, that's not that's not enough for Brio. Well, I wouldn't be all of it. Um, yeah, maybe our fifteenth best prospect too. <laughs> I, I want to say this. I want to say this. You guys are always telling me that the Yankees are missing like a voice, like an identity. You know, there's nobody there that's kind of like take like stood up and said, "I'm the leader of the clubhouse. I'll be the vocal guy." Like obviously, that you know they have Judge and Gardner there, but Anthony Rizzo is gonna gonna be that guy. Joey Gallo can be that guy. Like these are like physical presences. Rizzo's been to the ship. He's won the damn thing. He's been in the playoffs every damn year. He knows the pressure of all, of all that. These are like also high character guys coming over. So I like I love that for the clubhouse because you guys have spoken a lot about that lack of uh, vocal leader, a guy that can like be you know the guy that takes up after the game and says this is what's going on. So this is you know it's just another thing that they bring to the table that I love. It's exciting, man. I, a, I can't believe they're not paying either of them this year. Um, it, it is insane. I mean, when you just think about it, I mean, that feels like, you know, if you turn the video game sliders on for trades and it's like, all right, you pay for them, we'll give you a couple prospects. Um, 
A, I thought Anthony Rizzo was going to the Red Sox. I was preparing for that. So the fact he's in Yankees, I still haven't fully processed that. And, man, I'm excited to watch him play some first base. Are you kidding me? Should help Glaber out yeah. a lot. Platinum, My God. Platinum glove, by the way, not just gold glove. Plan- I mean, the, the Yanks haven't had that at first base in, in a long time. So I'm – I'm really excited to see that Gallo. Where is he going to play? It's going to be exciting and fun wherever he does. Is he going to move all over, left, center? Uh, I guess he's. people thought he might get in the mix at first. That looks like it's out now. So uh, I'm excited. It, there is a little bit of like, okay, so we're bringing in two big lefty bats after three years of not having them, and <laughs> you, you said you kind of didn't believe in them. Whatever. Well, at least they changed face. I'm, I'm moving past that, and, man, the Yankees need a nine-game win streak in the worst way, and I think when you've got these guys on the team now and you look around and you win two in a row, you win three in a row, and you say, okay, we got Rizzo, we got Gallo, Judgy's back. Like, If this lineup ever gets fully healthy, my word, uh, it, it, looks, it, it looks like a video game. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the next move is. I wouldn't be shocked if they still try to put something in center field. Um, cause I know Gallo can play there, but I don't think they'll want to run him out there every day. Greg Allen show. Um, love me some Greg Allen, but how can you not, how can you not be excited for where we've been with the Yankees all this year and they go get Joey Gallo and, uh, Anthony Rizzo when, you know, we could have thought they would have done nothing at the deadline and we would have been like, that's kind of fair. They ha- kind of haven't deserved it. So, well, I, the Rizzo being a rental, Scares you a little bit. Scares me. Fair. Because this, like, I love the Gallo move because they have him for next year. This Yankees team has dug itself a huge hole. I mean, they're three and a half game out of the wild card, but we're talking about being the away team in a wild card game. That doesn't guarantee you shit. Now, they do have Garrett Cole. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you paid a guy $300 million. That's that's your ticket. I I know, but I'm saying... You know, it's two it's two prospects, and you'll never hear me really upset about trading prospects. But I, I hope the next move that they they still have room. They still have four million left, so they made that room for a reason, and they're making the Cubs and the Rangers pay these guys salaries for a reason. So the Yankees still have more moves to make. I'm hoping it's for a guy that has a couple years and is a pitcher or a relief pitcher. Um, but I, I need help for next year as well. So the Rizzo move it came out of left field, so it's. Crazy fun. and it, it seems like they kind of snatched him from the Red Sox too, Jim. So I know Yankees Twitter is happy about that. Uh, it's exciting. But, I mean, I, I, I just I just love the trade deadline. Like, when that dropped, Jake was getting food. We were here, and we are like, oh, my. Oh, 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 oh. Like, and then I'm like, wait, I, I, Jake was winded. I didn't want a rental. So I'm like talking to myself. Like, you just told everyone you don't want rentals, but I didn't know it was going to be Rizzo. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, lefty I wanna, bats, good defense. That's what the Yankees had, did not have, and they still stay under the tax. So Cashman is appeasing everyone that's been yelling at him for the past six months. I love that for him. I do. I love that he goes and sleeps outside, by the way. I don't know why that just is always – I've been drawn to For the that. homeless. It's uh, like homeless awareness. Yeah. Those are his two – like well, there's that. two party tricks. He does the he does the outside sleepover, and then he does the – Rock rappelling. or scallops, whatever. Rappelling okay. down a building every year. Uh, I want to say this because I do I do have to leave. Okay. I am taking Teddy to an Angel game. I will report how Starling Marte looks in an A's uniform. Um, imagine Judge, Gallo, and Stanton walk into a bar mm. together. Does every other guy just leave? I stay. Like, I, know, you, I think you just I'm leave. in the wrong fight. I stay. 
They're not going to fight you. Exactly. That's why, <laughs> that's why I hang out. I'm in the clear. Those are some, those are some, uh, I don't even know how to, a word to describe that. You had a tweet. Some alphas in every sense of the, alphas in every sense you of the. You had a tweet kind of go viral, Trev, that had some uh, connotations to it. I just said that's a huge pickup, uh, Gall- or Galloway's. That's it. That's got to be nice. Do you know his name translates to cock in Spanish? Really? Gallo, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that, no. Just Gallo, Rizzo. Uh, it so like stands the five-hole hitter, I think, which is... <laughs> or... Because they can go righty. I mean, if they want to move Judge to three, they can go Rizzo two. They can go righty, lefty. They can go DJ righty, Rizzo lefty, Judge righty, Gallo lefty, Stanton righty, Gary Glaber Geo, like a righty stack at the back end. I don't know how they're going to do it. Greg Allen to switch it up. Hit up those snakes for Cattell Marte and let's have a season. Get get a pitch. Get some pitching. And some pitching. Get like just like if there's one more move, it's pitching, please. Please. Send my best to Teddy, my godson. All right. um, Someone in the chat said talk Dodgers. They haven't made any official moves yet, but we will be doing this again tomorrow. Tomorrow we have the series recap coming out in the morning or we'll be live in the morning talking about actually on the field, which seems so secondary, but we will do it. And then there's going to be a million more trades because there's so many guys still out there. Bryant still hasn't gone. Um, Baez potentially. Baez potentially. Kimball, Kimball definitely going to go. Story, Scherzer, Story. These guys are on the move. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about all of those. But had to recap. Uh, Duffy is official. They're saying so. Duffy to Duffy the Dodgers. That's official. I mean, it came out. He's still hurt. That's like an August move before the trade yeah. deadline, basically, because they don't have that anymore. They're trying to get arms in September. If he's back, you know, he can be really good. We've seen it before. But we don't know the return or anything like that. I don't think we know the return. Oh, the Dodgers, 18 minutes ago, the Dodgers tweeted out. I okay. think I think it said something. So, I think Passon mentioned players to be named later that will be, like, not like not traditional, like, throwaway guys. Like, they will pick a, a prospect they like. Duffy has made three starts the last three months. He's battling injuries, injured right now. In all of his starts this season, he's been really, really good. Um, but that's – that's uh, they got a. He's like still only throwing like forty pitches, so it's a process. But they're like, well, let's just get him waved around. his ten five rights. Good for you, Duff man. To go to the Dodgers, yeah, go get a ring. I think, uh, think think he'd wave it for that. It's comfy. Yeah, yeah. it's comfy. Is that what okay. we got? Yeah, I think that's all. I mean, there was Schwarber news. There's there's Schwarber's. He's got to go. He's he's got to go. There's a lot of people that have to go. So we'll talk about it all tomorrow. But Trev, you have to go to the Angels game. Tell Teddy we say happy birthday. Enjoy the game. Say say hi to Shohei for us, and I'll just play the music, and and let's get out of here. Hey, again, this was an impromptu episode. It wasn't sponsored. We never, ever ask for this shit. But if you listen to us, if you're with us all the time, like, subscribe, buy a shirt, leave a review, five-star review, do something uh, that supports us. It it does matter. We just don't like asking for it because it's annoying as hell. So, goodbye. Baseball!